Absurdity is a great thing that creates shareability. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. All right, welcome back to episode number 56 of Perpetual Traffic. Today we've got a little special episode, and it's just Ralph and me this time with a special guest uh, sitting here in a cabana up above the pool in Newport Beach at the Pelican Hill Resort, which is where the War Room Digital Marketers High End Mastermind was. And uh, wow, we're sitting here with Chris Stoikos. Dude, thanks for coming in and doing this for us. Of course, brother. But Keith, you forgot to mention the gorgeous palm trees that we also have the, uh, the pleasure of staring at. Yes, we do. We got palm trees. We got the Pacific Ocean. It's just, it's, it's pretty cool. So we got the whiteboard here. We're going to be doing some uh, master world domination Facebook ads planning right after this. I love it. Good stuff. So Chris talked two days ago, the first day, he did an epic talk on how he has gone from basically a brand new business 13 months ago to 100 million video views. Okay. Let me repeat that. 100 million video views. I'll let you talk about sales and what you guys have done, but dude, you can tell your story better than me, but all I know is his talk was the best talk by far in the two days. I told Ralph yesterday that I think it's one of those things that pays for War Room over the last two years because what he's doing is is epic, and I love how you inspired people to go out and get video, to, to make that part of your business, and you're preaching the same tune as me, but you've done it at like a level that's pretty epic, dude. So I appreciate that, man. I think that inside of all of us, we have the ability to execute. A lot of times we just need that motivation. We need that push to be able to buckle down, find the discipline, find the dedication and just carry out what's in your head. We all have big goals and aspirations and dreams, but that's what separates the people that are thinking of doing it and the people that have actually done that. So it's great to hear that the things that I've I said were able to kind of inspire some creativity. Not only that, but he actually had a, a roundtable group and helped a bunch of guys in some pretty, you know, mundane, not so exciting industries and really supercharged their ideas as far as how to use video, not only on Facebook, but in all social media, YouTube, whatever it is, to really catapult their business to the next level. So we've been talking about some of those examples here today. No Molly today. So Molly is in Austin. So it's just going to be us three. So Chris's main company is dollarbeardclub.com. You can go there and check it out. And we'll, we'll give you all the links in the show notes to his YouTube channel, the dollarbeardclub.com and your other businesses. I mean, you're doing some really epic stuff, but what's your story? How did you do it? Tell me about 13 months ago to today. Yeah. So 13 months ago to today with just Dollar Beard Club, we were able to have a business that came out of the gates without raising any VC money. Uh, and we jumped in and we pulled in to date. We've done over $11.5 million. And uh, when you do check out our website, other than the, the funny videos that have made us who we are, the rest of the stuff doesn't even flow that well. We've never split tested anything. We haven't really optimized our stuff or our copy. Our funnel could use a lot of work. And these are all things that I'm kind of learning. But my core competency being video uh, allowed us to catapult into kind of the, the stratosphere of the startup world. And we're now starting to merge into the internet marketing world. And I think there's a cool hybrid between the two of those. And when you can kind of tap into both and take the best from both worlds, it really allows you to be a Goliath in the space. Yeah, 13 months ago, man, myself, along with six buddies, we're all living in a house down near San Diego. And we had this idea to grow out our, well, we were already growing out our beards and we started using beard oil. And it was uh, the stuff that we found online, $20 a bottle, 
shitty ingredients. You know, you're putting different perfumes and kind of chemicals like on your mustaches right under your nose and you're inhaling them all day. And I couldn't get over the fact that the ingredients were not good and the price point was so high. So I thought, is there a way to come out with this to a point where it can be consumable on a mass level and actually have good stuff that you feel comfortable putting on your beard? So we went into a bit of a formulation process. We found that it wasn't too hard and that the beard industry was relatively small and rather untapped. And that there was this thing that every time we would go out and, you know, seven dudes who who rock beards and are good buddies and whatnot, when a clean shaving guy passes a clean shaving guy in the street, you don't look at him and say, hey, nice clean shave, brother. And it's kind of a, a tagline I always rock because you think of the other side of it. And when a beard passes a beard in the street, there's this underlying brotherhood. There's a sense of camaraderie and there's almost like a head nod. So everything kind of moves um, really quickly within the bearded brother community. So by being able to offer a product at a low price with high quality ingredients, and obviously taking a look at our antithesis there, uh, Dollar Shave Club, we're not just dudes that shave and there are a lot of guys that rock their beards. They just needed a, a commonality and a, a bigger platform and a bigger brand to be a part of. So we kind of tied that into a, a video that took us a day and a half to shoot. Lots of creativity that again, everyone has inside them. It's just a matter of wringing it out onto a sheet of paper and then uh, executing it into a video that did very well and acted as the organic fire that we started to be able to just pour gas on it over the course of the last year. And it's blown up to a, a pretty nice size. <laughs> yeah, pretty nice size is right. And just in case you're wondering, so Chris is the guy in the videos. So he's the one in all the YouTube videos <laughs> and the Facebook videos. I think it's just so cool that you guys are the antithesis of Dollar Shave Club, which you know, obviously it was sold if you haven't been paying attention to the financial news for a billion uh, a couple of weeks ago or less than a week ago. So, I mean, you're obviously in the right niche, but it's the opposite end of the spectrum. And I, the first video that you did was almost like a spoof a bit on their stuff. Yep. But since then, all the stuff after that has been just absolutely crushing it because it's been coming out with your personality. You've been building a tribe and building a huge following. So what was that like when you first started after that first video and how you sort of got it to the next level? And then the other question I have, that first video, how much did it cost you to produce? Because I know you mentioned that what some people are thinking that, you know, they see the Squatty Potty video and I those guys spend a lot of time and a lot of money producing that. Like, so tell us about that too. Definitely. So I'll answer that the second question first, a little bit easier. So we shot that first video for $800 and it took us all of a, a day and a half. Had a buddy called in a favor for the warehouse, had our little film crew there. And I think majority of the money that we spent was on the, the big amount of Chick-fil-A that we had on the table. And this was... Uh, we actually shot the video two years ago. We sat on it for about six months. So Chick-fil-A was before the boys got into the holistic health lifestyle, which you touched on earlier, which uh, I'll, I'll touch on a bit as we talk through this. So yeah, you can definitely shoot very low budget, very high ROI videos. You just need to be creative about it. You need to have a guy who knows what he's doing behind the camera. You can find these guys on Craigslist. You can find these guys through agencies and they're hungry to get involved. So back to the other question uh, regarding, you know, creating the tribe and how we did it and that whole sort of thing. You know, when a beard passes a beard and how that community is so tight knit. When you're building a brand, you want to build something that is going to act as a, a greater purpose for the people that are involved. You want somebody to roll out of bed and feel like they belong to something that's bigger than they are. I'm the face in the videos and I'm the founder of Dollar Beard Club, but Dollar Beard Club is way bigger than I am as a sole piece. Dollar Beard Club would be nothing if it didn't have all the epic bearded members that are a part of it. So being able to have this platform where people can relate, people can talk, people can read cool, funny things and you know share stuff on Instagram, social media is a huge outlet for us. It really gives people a a chance to connect. And when you think about video stuff and kind of how we came out to build our tribe, the tribe built itself 
because of the style of video that we did. So you mentioned the Squatty Party video, Dollar Shave Club's video, um, Poopery has a great video. All these different videos, they touch on things that people think about, but don't necessarily talk about. So no one really goes around on a daily basis. It's not like a thing where, hey, I'm, you know, I'm shaving today. God, my razors are so expensive, but they, they just naturally do that. No one goes out and says, man, uh, I took a shit the other day and it smelled really bad, but uh, I wish I had something to spray in the toilet and do that. So when you can cover topics like Poopery did, Dollar Shaved did, and Squatty Potty did, and you can kind of mirror that with your own spice. So people don't go around every single day saying, and I don't think people actually eat shaving cream for breakfast, but being able to have that kind of funny mentality amongst bearded guys that are rocking big beers and go, yeah, you know, I would eat shaving cream for breakfast. That stuff's crap. I don't actually use it to shave. And you throw in a slap of a guy and you say that, hey, we're growing our beards. You can join a really cool club for a, a small amount of money. It taps into the brains of them on a completely unconscious level to go, wow, this is stuff I was thinking of. You know, I, I don't shave. I look down on maybe somebody who doesn't shave necessarily. And I do have a lot of brothers that are in my band and I do cool things like ride a motorcycle and swim in a box full of women or, you know, things that are exaggerated, but, um, comedically tied to the underlying topics. And it just gives people this ability to relate. They, they feel so important. And that's what we wanted to, our customers to be able to feel. So not only are they customers, but they're members, they're, they're loyal club members that belong to something that we are all a part of. And then that boils down to the products. And um, we were able to offer them something that they absolutely loved using and consuming on a daily basis. And we were able to uh, spread out our line to a spot where it wasn't spread too thin. It was just spread right in terms of the combs, the brushes, bombs, waxes, and that whole sort of thing. But um, yeah, overall, you just, you want people to really feel something on a deeper level. I, I think that obviously the future of everything seems to be heading towards video. Attention spans are shrinking. So being able to have stuff that's quick and that hits hard and has a funny hook in the beginning is of the utmost importance. Um, you can't just sell your product or service. You must focus on developing a deeper psychological bond with your customer. And that's through the method of educating and simultaneously entertaining them, belonging to something bigger than they are on, on this grand scale. So when we went through, we told exactly what our service was. We made them laugh in the beginning. We kind of touched on some points. You want to instill a little bit of like fear of missing out. Like, wow, if I don't use this beard oil, I'm not going to have the beard of Zeus. And this can be the lifestyle. And there are a bunch of boys all in the video working on it together. So I think being able to tap into all these different things and not trying to shove your product or service down the throat of your customer, educating while entertaining them and then letting them make the decision on their own. It just, it allows them to connect with you on a much deeper level than them just exchanging dollars for your product or service. hundred percent agree. I mean, we talked about video ads in episodes 31 and 32 of the podcast. So feel free to go back and listen to those. But a lot of the things we hit on is can you create a video that provides value? So what he's doing here, what Chris is doing, he's doing both. Like he's doing entertainment and education. So Brie, Betty Rock, yep. she calls this edutainment, right? I like that term. And that's the holy grail. But with Facebook, I've got videos that are absolutely crushing it in a B2B space, right? That are doing education only, but it's providing value. It's building trust, goodwill, teaching people. I always say, if you can create a Facebook ad that people will share that is a signal to Facebook that it's engaging ad, right? But more importantly, I do that originally because that's how real life is, right? I go to a party, there's a hundred people at a party. I don't want to just hand my business card out to a hundred different people at that party, even if they're all in my, you know, quote unquote target audience. Maybe I'm teaching bass guitar lessons and they're all bass guitar players. I'd rather go there and, you know, have a conversation with five or six or seven people, have a deep conversation and become friends with these people, right? And, and Facebook Google, all these different platforms are the same way. And what Chris is doing here, he's doing that. 
He's building that relationship, okay? And people are sharing that. He's doing it at the, at the highest level because you're bringing the, the funny factor in. So you might be wondering, these guys are running paid traffic. So you're basically your brand, these videos were launched and they went viral, right? Yep. And now what you're doing is you're pouring gasoline on the fire. You're adding to that with paid traffic. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, it's tough. You go out into the wild and how many people listening right now could confidently say that they can go out into the forest and start a fire with no lighter, you know, using strict raw materials that you just find and uh, the old school methods. Very few people can actually do that. But once a fire is started, it's not hard to pour gasoline on it. I think 100% of people know how to keep a fire rolling once it's lit. So after we were able to have that fire lit, we had customers that were relentless. And I touched on it very briefly, but our website wasn't great. It still isn't great. We didn't even communicate over email to our customers. We had no affiliate traffic. We have one funnel and we just started doing paid traffic. I think back um, when we launched a video in November, so we'd been around for four months before we even knew what that was. Yep. And we still aren't doing it correctly, but we're doing it correct enough so that people are engaging with it. And I think one yep. of the most important things there is coming out with consistent content. So when you're running traffic to your stuff on Facebook, you really want it to be fresh and new for your customers. Think about your favorite TV show. When something comes on, you look forward to it. Thursday night, 8 p.m. I can't wait to go on and watch the new episode of Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or House of Cards, all these different shows that are out there and you get excited for it. So the same way is like with a brand and not everything needs to be selling. You know, you, you just need to, again, have fun with them. They've already seen your stuff. They're going to watch your show. They'll talk about the previous commercial until the next one comes out and they'll look forward to the next one that comes out while they're just kind of in limbo land. So I think being able to be consistent with your customers is only going to increase that loyalty and make them more excited to be attached to your brand. So this is really, really important. What he said there was so, so important. Please pay close attention to that because a lot of times people ask, they want to scale. Everybody wants to know what's the fastest way to scale without my conversion cost skyrocketing, right? And there's a lot of ways you can do this. There's ninja ways to duplicate ad sets, add budget slow, add more ad sets, add more targeting groups and all this. But what I say a lot, the number one way to scale any campaign on Facebook is to create a message, to craft a message that builds goodwill, people will share, but also you know adds a call to action and has people buy your stuff. If you come up with the right message, then you can do what Chris did. You can go from zero to 11 million in one year and you don't have to have all the targeting right. Facebook this ad platform is so freaking unbelievable with their website conversions algorithm. We talk about it all the time, right? With lookalike audiences, like you can use big audiences. If you have a message that people will share, but also they will click through and you've built that relationship with people in that tribe, it makes Facebook ads so much easier. You don't have to be a pro. You always want to start there. When I had my four-man intensive a week ago, we had four guys out at my house for two days. 90% of the time was spent on messaging and helping them craft a video ad. And none of it was targeting or any of that. That stuff's going to be easy. You've got to get this right. So this is why I was so excited to have Chris on. So to keep rolling with the thought that was just thrown out there, kind of getting into our process and getting really into the creative part of your brain that allows you to do awesome video stuff that's outside the box, right? We all treat our bodies and our brains differently. They're all capable of outputting different amounts of things, but you have to think of yourself as um, lines of code and you never want to become a human algorithm that wakes up and just does the same thing every day. So if your process is, you know, wake up, eat your food, drink your coffee, mix this big ass soup in your stomach, then all of a sudden your brain allocates a lot of its RAM to just 
breaking up the, the stuff you put inside you, if it's not healthy, it'll take away your creative juice. So when you have nothing else in your body and anyone who's ever done something to do with fasting or just, you know, eating a really healthy diet, um, doing lots of juicing stuff, you'll notice that the state of clarity at which you reach is absolutely phenomenal. And a line from uh, Jamie Smart's book, Clarity, is that the natural state of water is to be clear. If you put your hand in, you stir up the mud at the bottom, only time is going to allow it to go back to standing still. So once that actually happens and, and the fog has settled, um, you can really tap into this creative part of your brain. And it's really good when you can apply a, an approach to it, kind of a, a certain set of steps that allows you to look at it. Our formula is you want to have a pattern interrupt. You want something in the first, the shorter the better, but within the first 10 seconds of your video, that's a hook for your audience. Something that they see and they go, wow, what the hell did I just see? And if it's good enough, you will get them to watch your entire video. I don't know the exact stat, but it's something like the people that watch the first 10 seconds of our video and get to the point where I slap the dude, a hundred percent of them are watching it through on YouTube. And they're just amazing greats because they, they laughed, right? Laughter is the human medicine of our entire world. Who doesn't? like to laugh and you share things with other people that make you laugh. So once you've got to that part in your video and they're laughing, they don't want to close your video because they're scared that they might miss another opportunity to laugh. So you don't want to screw it up, but you do have them on the hook. And then once they're hooked, you get into like a very minor piece of education. So after the slap in our first video, we talked a bit about you'll receive the most legendary beard oil known to mankind. And then the questions arise in their head. Well, how am I going to receive it? Well, before you tell them how they're going to receive it, relate to them. And then we went to the scene of you may be riding a motorcycle or swimming in a box full of women. And not that that's an everyday thing that people do, swimming in a box full of women, um, but it gives an image in people's head that's that's funny. You know, we used a line in another video and guys can, on a, a level of everyone's a dreamer, you have to be able to see your things doing these cool, fun things that people think about. So being able to put it in a video on a level that they can relate to has gotten them to the next spot. Um, then we kind of created a, a bit of a fear of missing out, talking about if you don't use our beard oil, then Zeus is not going to envy your beard. And again, it's a little bit facetious and over the top, but absurdity is a great thing that creates shareability. The more absurd that you are, the more that people are going to go, I've never seen this before. Holy shit. I can't believe I actually saw this. I need to share this with someone to make sure I'm not the only one laughing at this craziness. And then that kind of acts as a snowball itself. Then you get into the heavy education. Then we got into our, our second last line of the video where we said every month straight to your door would deliver bombs, waxes, combs, brushes, oils, and you won't need to do a damn thing, but collect the package off of your doorstep. And, uh, the visual representation was that it was a bunch of bearded dudes, um, basically putting the boxes together. So that, gave them that sense of, okay, cool. Now I know what's being offered. It's funny. I'm laughing. And then the call to action, hop in the limo, be a man, join dollarbeardclub.com. So, and then we end on absurdity again. We're driving around in a limo with a 85 year old guy with a beard, a 12 year old guy with a beard, uh, beard in quotes there. Zamboni um, one, two, similar. Yeah. Yep. Similar. So this whole process the person who finishes watching the video doesn't feel like they were being sold on something. We didn't say, hey, I'm Chris and I've started an awesome new business today. It's called Dollar Beard Club. And for just $1, you can buy oil from us. This oil is awesome. It's going to make your beard blah, blah, blah. Like that's what I see so many of these different ads doing. And they're just struggling business owners all over just leaving drastic amounts of money on the table because they are forgetting to entertain. And like I said, connect with your customers on a deeper psychological level that's going to make them laugh, make them have fun and make them share what you're giving them. What's really cool is that when you watch all these videos on dollarbeardclub.com, you'll understand that they come across as completely random. 
That's the thing. But it's really, it's following this formula, which obviously works. And it's something that, you know, I think we do to a lesser degree with some of our customers and some of our clients about, you know, pattern interrupt, you know, inform, educate, entertain, and then pivot to the close. Chris does it slightly differently here. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the funniest person in the world for this to succeed. All you have to do is just get some of these steps right. Randomness is the lack of a pattern or predictability in events. So going back to us being, you know, these algorithms that we wake up and it's like you go through your day, you go to work, you come home, you eat, you hang out with some friends and you go to sleep. When you can interrupt that pattern, it brings you out of this lackadaisical state that we are all often finding ourselves in. And especially people that just use social media for social media. You know, they're not the guys running ads. They're not the influencers. They're not the content creators. Think of into the minds of those people and when they're scrolling their feed and how much nonsense and just boring crap always appears. Interrupt the pattern input some randomness and all of a sudden you have their attention. Frank Kern does a great job of this with his videos, actually. He's in a business to business space. He doesn't really entertain. He kind of does. I mean, he's pretty funny, but he uses a pattern interrupt more to just throw them off, right? Yep. And it's an open loop. Yep. Because a lot of people are sitting here and think, oh man, I'm not as funny as this guy. There's no way I can do this. Like you, you don't have to get all of it to get it right. Maybe you come up with a funny video eventually. A lot of times it's just, if you can educate and then also have that like pattern interrupt, if those two things alone, even if you're not funny, like there was another example, I think Ralph, you asked him before, right? About the accounting or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say I'm an accountant. I mean, I think you use some of these examples when we were at War Room and just random business owners were asking, well, how would I do this? I've got the most boring business in the world. I, you know, I teach accountants, I believe was his question. You know, like, how would you actually use this system while still coming across as random with all the different parts to make it an effective video? Definitely, man. Yeah, we were talking about uh, accountants and lawyers and came up with this off the cuff. And I, I think it's a great way to do it. And it's a testament to the fact that you can truly do this to any business. But think of the life of the accountant, right? So you sit at the desk, you're there for eight hours, you're crunching numbers all day long. And like, realistically, what does that guy do when he goes home? Yeah, sure. He has dinner. He hangs out with his wife, uh, watches a movie and goes to bed. But what does that accountant you know, think that he could be doing? Well, maybe the guy pictures himself going out, partying with friends, doing cool events, going skydiving, jumping off a cliff. So show the accountant dude coming home and it's like him starting at, sitting at a desk in the beginning of the video going, yeah, my life is boring, but it's only boring for eight hours a day because when I'm going crunching my numbers and all the money that I've made using this, you know, info product you guys are talking about that sold the accountant because you guys were saying that it cuts their time in half and doubles their income type of thing. So I go to the strip club and that's where I have some real funny. You show an accountant at the strip club, like throwing ones at the girls and he has like his little accounting clipboard and he's keeping track of every number. Like, can I write this off? And he's like looking around type of thing. Um, and then you have the lawyer beside him, right? So the lawyer is same thing. Like I deal with legal papers all day and then it shows him at the strip club beside the accountant. He's, is this legal? And he's throwing money on the stage, grabbing drinks. And he's like, worried about getting sued and stuff. He's like, yeah, sometimes my old uh, thoughts and systems that run my daily basis are getting into my head while I'm out and having their fun. But then boom, man, I just let loose. So when I go back to my desk the next morning, it's a lot more fun, but I couldn't do this before I applied this program because the other half of the time that I'm now spending in the strip clubs was sent pushing more papers when I got home. And again, just random idea completely out there, but there are ways to tie funny stuff into absolutely anything. There are obviously certain lines that you don't want to cross, but everything, man, again, that's the whole thing about people don't talk about a lot of like their deepest thoughts and their deepest desires. So you need to talk about them in a video so that they don't feel ashamed to feel them. And when someone else does it, that's what creates a leader and leaders attract followers. Followers look for leaders. So be the leader in what you're doing. 
And now that we're seeing the effect of these video view custom audiences, which we talked about on the last episode, I think it's very easy for people to underestimate the long-term effect that these videos are doing. Talk a little more about what you think just video in general, besides getting them to take action and buy. For sure. So there are a lot of different languages out there, right? There are blogs, there are long copies, there are videos in the form of like VSLs that, uh, boring's the wrong word because they can be very informative, but it's not something that kind of catches your eye. So this should be, everyone should practice all mediums and be executing it. And like you said before, man, it's just a matter of getting it done. I use uh, perfection as a synonym for execution. You won't find that on dictionary or thesaurus.com, but being perfect is just doing stuff all over and you'll naturally go through the process. But the amount of people that have ideas in their head and just get stuck in your head, man, we have an average of 60,000 thoughts per day. And it's like all this thought traffic that's in our mind. If you don't purge it out in the form of writing or even better video, then it just gets stuck and it gets lost with all your other thoughts. So when you're able to put it out there, um, a lot of people probably ask the question, well, you know, I'm not the face of my company. I can't be an actor. And how the hell am I going to create consistent content? Well, that becomes uh, down to one of the things that we're taught in the first grade of school. And that's being resourceful. You want to be able to go out there and tap. There's this beautiful thing called Craigslist where there are actors that are hungry for work and would be ecstatic to say, hey, do you want to be the face of my business? So test out a few of them, find something that works and then creating consistent content, man. You just need a video guy. And like I said uh, earlier in this episode, you want to be able to go find someone that can hold the camera and execute your vision. So when you can kind of pull all of this stuff together about being creative, interrupting your own patterns of not necessarily putting your coffee or your Red Bull into you, do something different and watch the way that your mind starts to work differently. Jot down those thoughts, write a creative script, find a video guy and go execute something. It might not be perfect, but put it out there. You put something out there. Perfection, synonym for execution. And if you're executing, you're getting stuff done and you're only going to get better. That's just the way that any of us have learned anything in our lives. I love it. hundred percent agree. It's, it's huge, huge. The fasting thing too. I've been doing, I told you, you know, I've been yep. doing intermittent fasting 16 hours for the last year and a half. It's made the biggest difference. And I first heard about it from a productivity podcast, Very not cool. a health podcast because he was so much more effective in the morning. So go follow Chris on his main blog, which is, I believe, chrisstoikos.com. Chrisstoikos.com, where I am definitely lacking execution there. We got a couple posts going on and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be coming out with uh, an email no, thing and be. <laughs> jumping on Snapchat and different things like that. But uh, for sure, jump on there because I love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, fasting in particular is a, a big thing that I use on a weekly basis and for a more extended period of time on a quarterly basis. Cool, cool. So you mentioned you're doing an event for like business owners, right? Talk about this. Definitely. When I got introduced to the digital marketing world, inherently you got to get teamed up with uh, these mastermind events. And it's uh, people just with brilliant minds all sitting at the table. I'm a big believer in that because the first time I did it, it turned into positive energy, creative ping pong. And it's like someone throws out an idea and you bat it back and then you're kind of just able to add at it. Next thing you know, you're just jack climbing to the top of the goddamn beanstalk that you didn't even know was right in front of your face. So being able to put brilliant minds at the same table is phenomenal. And the common topic that I found when I was actually sitting there with everybody is everyone's saying, hey, how do you go through your process? How do I create one of these videos? Man, you're talking too fast. Can you slow it down? And, and really hammer into it. And it's one of those things that's tough to do on a group basis. Like you really need to go in and hammer out one-on-one to kind of instill this philosophy and thought patterns. So after seeing all these events and the different ones that people were doing, I didn't see anything in the realm of video creation. There's a lot on digital marketing stuff, trafficking conversion, Facebook ads, how to network, how to better yourself, the accounting realm. Um, but there was nothing on how to be creative because it's, it's one of those things that's almost like taboo in society. Like people walk around saying, I'm an artist. I'm so 
artistic and that. We're all artists, man. Think of how creative were you when you were a kid. Think of the things that you did when you woke up. I couldn't personally be ripped off my Lego table when I was a kid. I work with a dude that is obsessed with hiking. I have another buddy who absolutely loves surfing. And these are all things that got instilled in us at a very young age. And we just do them without realizing that we're doing them and find ourselves in an innate state of flow. So back to the event, um, I was encouraged by multiple people to throw this kind of cool event. So we went and picked ourselves up a, a big badass mansion in the Hollywood Hills. And we attached a cool little name to it, which is unconscious content. And that's the whole part about being able to tap into this, your unconscious mind to be able to relate to the primal processes that people go through on a daily basis. The things that we all think, you know, whether it's eating your food, taking a shit, having sex, uh, you know, relaxing while you're watching a TV show. These are things that every human being that lives on earth experiences. Um, so our unconscious mind, when you can tap into your hook being related to your video using those processes, it's phenomenal. So our event is going to be, it's awesome, man. You know, I'm, I'm learning the patterns here of uh, the high ticket mastermind and you weed out the people that aren't going to be any good to come. We're looking for people that are already business owners, already making money and want to be able to just completely take it to the next level. And uh, we're going to give a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. It's not just myself there. It's the other video gurus in the industry. The guys that did the poopery video, the guy that has a number one running TV show on television right now called uh, Scorpion, a bunch of other really cool millennials that have uh, influential takes on how to create personal blogs and engaging with fans that aren't in creative content form and like the videos that we do, but it's one-on-one -on -one stuff. So I think being able to put all of that into one basket over the course of an intensive three-day event where we focus on the health stuff, we tap into your creative mind, uh, and then end it off with a, a pretty sweet party with some celebrities, influencers, and other distinguished guests. I'm excited. I'm excited to do our own event there. And it's uh, like you guys, you know, after I told you about it, it was just constant encouragement that this is something fresh that the mastermind world needs. Absolutely. That's heard up my alley. So what's the website? Uh, website for that is unconsciouscontent.com. Unconsciouscontent.com. And we will link to that in the show notes. Of course, we'll link to uh, dollarbeardclub.com. That's easy to remember too. Anything else, we'll maybe put a list of the five-step. Yeah, we'll, we'll put together the process and put it on there as well as uh, link them to a really cool article uh, on how to make your video go viral. So once you have this beautiful content that's created, there are a million different ways you can launch it through Facebook, through YouTube, through blog posts, through Reddit. Reddit is an awesome organic fire starter if you can do it the right way. And uh, different things like, you know, you want to launch on a Monday or a Tuesday, but Tuesday's proven to be even better than a Monday because people are hungover on Monday and they're catching up on emails. And Tuesdays before the week really starts winding up, up and they're just fresh to kind of browse their feeds. And then if you're going to launch it on a Tuesday, you want to do it in the hours of the morning when they first get in the office or when they just get home and they're winding down. So little tips and tricks that you wouldn't really actually think of, but uh, they're vital in order for your video to kind of take off. And then once your video goes viral, doors are going to open. Uh, you're going to be getting approached and hit left and right. I would kind of put like a 72 to 96 hour window on it where you're contacted by everybody out there and you just want to get as many names and numbers of people that you think are going to add value to your business down the road to be able to go back to these writers that wrote an awesome article for TechCrunch or Huffington Post or Fast Company or BuzzFeed. So you can tap back into these resources when you go back to the other thing I was talking about, creating consistent content so that you have your launch pad to go after it again and build a big ass brand that way. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yeah, you can get all that stuff at the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? This is, this has been epic, dude. No, awesome, man. Yeah. I've had a blast. Like I said, I think the combination of overlooking uh, the palm trees and kind of the, the Pacific Ocean mist flowing in here and the salty water smell, maybe that ignited a little bit of extra brain juice there. And it's, it's all about your environment. So uh, definitely going to hold a podcast to high standards after doing this one. Hell yeah. Love it. My kids will be psyched to know that I've been inspired to regrow my beard. Oh, well, that's that's what we're trying to do, Ralph. <laughs> good man. Good man. You can grow a mean one. Uh, they're With your support. Yeah. 
Definitely. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Talk to you soon. This has been great. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. If someone wants to lean over the railing there, you'll see two bearded dudes. Wave them up here. Guys in black walking with the girl in blue. We're waiting for guests. Recruiting a couple beers here. I don't want to lose my train of thought. Heads up, boys. We have uh, got to interrupt this podcast here with something. We got two bearded dudes on route. These are uh, my personal Facebook ninjas getting ready to jump in for a one-on-one intensive after. And O'Hagel, what's going on, boys? Podcast We're officially outnumbered, beard. actually. Beards to no beards. <laughs> How are you guys? Yeah. Grab a seat. Thank you for listening.